0: Hey everyone and welcome back. My name is Natalie and I am the host of the Empty Spaces podcast, a podcast about building mindfulness and productivity skills to make space to create a life you love. Episode six, inclusivity in the creative world. Hi everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Natalie, like I said before, and today I'm going to be doing an incredible interview that I am so beyond stoked for with my friend Emily. She is a creative director, an artist, a photographer, an editor, and a model in Portland, Oregon, as well as down in San Diego and Southern California when she's here to visit. And so I am here with her today and we're gonna be talking all about her art up in Portland and the community that she's created up there and the people that she knows, how she got there, what inspires her and all of that good stuff. So let's go ahead and jump on into the interview. I'm here now with Emily. She is one of my good friends. And so she's currently in Portland right now and she has been doing what looks like a little bit of everything with photography and editing and creative directing. And so, Emily, can you let everybody know kind of what you've been up to and what your sort of creative endeavors are at the moment? Totally.
1: So, yeah, in addition to being a student and going to school full time, I I just seem to, to just want to add more things onto that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's just like a personality trait of like a lot of, I don't want to say just artists, Because I don't think that's just the case. But I know that a lot of artists do this. So, I don't know, like just stacking things on more and more. I don't know. I thrive off of being really busy, I think, because I hate being bored. I do a lot of things within the realm of photography, or I have been at least lately. I kind of started off with modeling and just uh, playing around with that. And early on, I I wasn't really having a big say in, like, what the project was necessarily. I mean, like, it it was more like for fun, less thought out. And I ended up really liking that. And so as time went on and I, you know, continued to meet more and more photographers and just people that have a passion for creative photography, I kind of started dipping my toes more into the planning aspect of creative photography where I was like okay I understand okay, I like modeling now I'm going to you know make it to the next level and try this the blah, blah blah it was just a very like organic expansion of the photography medium so yeah I've lately I've just been working on a lot of different passion projects and some some work projects as well within that realm as a model creative director and stylist um Sometimes all three of those in projects, sometimes only one and sometimes only two. So it just really varies. But that's in short, that is what I've kind of been
0: up to. Nice. I think that's so awesome. I love and I definitely agree that I feel like most artists tend to stack things on. We'll find one thing we really enjoy and then we'll find like a new component of it and be like, "Ooh, I have to try this now, too. This looks so fun. And then we find another component. and We're like, "Ooh, I have to try this one, too. And it just becomes like this plethora and huge variants of like different things that we find that we really enjoy and we want to find new outlets to express ourselves. So I think that's really awesome. And I love the fact that it's like such a fluid thing for you and it happened really organically. So I think that's awesome
1: when you find at least uh, from my experience when you find an art medium that you really like like you naturally just want to continue to progress and whatever that looks like to you you know like progressing for some people in the, in the same realm that I'm in, like the photography stuff like maybe their progression isn't to extend necessarily the skills within a project but maybe it's um, try out different forms of modeling you know like there's there's a lot of ways you can um, expand yourself in an art medium and it's like you just kind of have to keep doing things and trying it and then checking in with yourself and see how you like it and that's just kind of the that's kind of like the game you know
0: I agree and I guess one of my questions for you is going to be what is it exactly about photography and modeling that pulls you in more than other creative endeavors? Because I know even just back when we were both at the same college down here, you and I would like do little photo shoots. And that was more so I think for your like online store. But like even then, like, I feel like you've loved photography for a long time. So I guess I'm just curious about why like that medium specifically speaks to you.
1: I think I've actually thought about this a lot because like there are a lot of other mediums that I enjoy but I I just I pick them up and then I go on really long hiatuses and I feel like I've been really consistent with the photography stuff for so long is because it's um, a really social art or at least it can be and and the, the way I go about it is very social and I definitely identify as more introverted and it can be hard for me to put myself out there, put myself in social situations when I have the option to just spend time by myself. I think that and I and I like I like people, I like socializing, but I've never really well, I don't wanna say I've never really, but I would say that as I've gotten older I don't, when I when I actually legitimately want to relax and have time to myself to do what I want, but I'm tired or I just want feel like chilling and not really doing anything that involves like mental or physical efforts, I don't really want to like do that with someone else. like I'd rather just like chill by myself. But when I have time, free time to to do something and I and I have the energy and feel kind of inspired to, get passion work done I, I want to do it with other people rather than just by myself because I think it's more fulfilling the relationships that come from making art with someone is something that's really fulfilling to me and so the fact that photography is, it's a team effort in my opinion and it's really about coming together as a community and bringing everyone's skills to the table and accomplishing something bigger that can't be really accomplished by yourself and it's very active as well which I really like you know as a student like you sit at your desk in all of your classes every day and on my free time like when I want to be making some art like I want to be up and moving and I want I want to challenge my brain in the moment and sometimes art mediums that are, like, more solitary, they can sometimes feel a little bit, uh, I can't think of the word, but it's when you when you just aren't thinking and you're just doing something
0: physically over and over again. Kind um, of, like, mindless or, like, mindless. on autopilot? Yes, mindless.
1: Yes, exactly. Like, autopilot, totally. And with photography, it's like, you're dealing with all these people. I mean, at least on my end, when I'm doing a lot of the directing and styling and stuff of the models, like, that's a lot of responsibilities that I'm taking on and I have to be on top of it and helping everyone and making sure everyone like is fits into their outfits and like looks good and is happy and having a good time. And I do a lot of pose directing while I'm also posing. So I, I'm just thinking like I have to, I have to think about all of the the factors in that moment of shooting. And I, I really like the challenge and I like the friendships I've made from it. And, um, I mean, it's it's literally me hanging out with my friends every time we shoot, and and that's just really special. And I think it it's definitely like been an outlet for making pretty much all of my friends since I moved here. So that's been it's just been a it's it's been a good like social outlet for me as well as other things. But I think that's what really draws me into photography.
0: That's awesome. And so I know you've mentioned a couple times you are a full time student on top of doing all these creative projects and so how do you find like that balance between the two without you know like I was saying earlier like losing sleep or not remembering, remembering to eat or just how do you find the balance to be able to do what yeah. you love and also get school work done
1: well I would say that at first at first when you asked that question I wanted to laugh and say that I'm still trying but honestly I do think that I I have that balance because I'm managing and I'm still able to do both things. Sometimes I just feel like, I don't know if anyone, like anyone that has a lot on their plate, like I feel like everyone just is managed. Well, not everyone, but I feel like so many people manage, but they tell themselves, oh, like I'm not doing it well enough. I'm not whatever. But I do think I I think that I have found that balance. I don't really know how. (laughs) I think there are a lot of factors that go in. Um, I would say that, first of all, I am a hard and I have really high standards for myself when it comes to school and I have to check in with myself a lot regarding, like, how I'm feeling and my energy level. And I kind of, I feel like at this point, I have a good gauge to how much I can put on my plate. And, you know, if I find myself putting too much on my plate, I
0: notice myself wanting to cry about really dumb things. (laughs) No, I feel that um, the emotions then, take over for sure. Totally, yes. Yes. So that's like if I if I start getting
1: emotional about things that just shouldn't start making me emotional, then I'm like, okay, I need to I need to dial back a little bit, like I need to take some time for myself. So I just try to try to make sure that I'm not putting too much on my plate, but I'm feeling satisfied with all of the work I'm doing as long as I feel like it's it's getting done, done well and I'm not getting too emotional about my life, then I'm in that flow. Sleep is something that I really prioritize, so I prioritize the things that I need to build a foundation for me to do well in the other things. I don't try to make everything work. I make the things work that need to work, and then the other things just fall into place week by week.
0: Wow, you are so wise. I have this habit of trying to balance it and making it work. And then I get so, I don't know, swept up in whatever I'm most interested in doing, I guess, whether that's school or whether it's a project. And then I kind of tumble forward and plow through doing that one thing. And then I look back on my week and I'm like, how much sleep did I get? Did I have a midterm (laughs) next week? Like, it's really bad. So I really admire you. I feel like you really seem to know yourself, and it's good that you know your boundaries and can understand that, because I think once you have, you know, that understanding of yourself, you can actually, I think, kind of do more, because you know your limits, and you know when you need to pull back and when you can add on. So I think that's really awesome. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's like,
1: I think it's just really about definitely like knowing yourself like you said, and not feeling bad about doing the things you have to do to, to keep going, you know, and I and I, I think including people in your life that respect the boundaries that you put up, you know, because if every time I told my, my friend who invited me somewhere, hey, like, I can't do this, I'm sorry, thank you for inviting me, but I have this work that I really have to get done, or, you know, I want to go to bed early because I have a big day tomorrow, whatever, if I had friends that shamed me or guilt, guilt tried guilting me into going to their gathering instead of doing what I have to do, then it, it would be harder. But I think just having like supportive people in your life that also want you to succeed is definitely helpful.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so speaking of all those people in your life and like all the amazing photos and different things that you, you know, post to your Instagram, I've noticed a lot of stuff that you focus on in your photography and just in like the descriptions of the things that you post and even in your story too is a lot about on body positivity and inclusivity of like all genders races sizes sexualities which is awesome and we are all for that here and I was wondering how do you feel like the industry itself if at all is changing to kind of embrace a broader spectrum of models and different creatives that are expressing themselves oh
1: um (laughs) it's interesting because pretty much everyone ever that's paid attention to advertisements or anything in the media, like, I mean, it's, you can't deny that it's extremely um, narrow with who is represented. I do definitely see it slowly shifting, which is, you know, a good thing, but I think that we have a very long way to go, but I do think that, that that's how I feel more about the mainstream world of photography and all media in general but i think that with smaller scale artists and art and creative photography and stuff there's definitely been a big push and, and shift in who is having access to engaging in these projects which obviously makes it if more if it's more accessible then the representation is going to be more diverse because there's a more diverse group of people who have who has access to uh, partaking in photography and videography and, and different art that depict bodies so I think that and also in addition to that with the big change in tv shows and movies and stuff being largely distributed by more independent artists that are you know they're getting picked up on hulu and netflix and these other smaller um i mean they're big but you know smaller networks versus like something like fox or like nbc or abc or whatever that allows for a larger or a wider range of representation as long as that's what the goal of the director or whoever you know the people on the team making that art as long as that's That's in alignment with their goals. As the accessibility broadens to different artists and different perspectives, the responsibility widens and what types of people are being represented. So yeah, I think that freelancers are really changing the game and and it's and then companies also giving more more freedom to a diverse representation of people, bodies, identities, etc. Yeah, that's something that's like I'm really passionate about and I think that anyone can do it. Like if you feel passionate about it, like you can do it. You don't have to fit a certain criteria of characteristic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I 110% agree. And so I guess I have two follow-up questions for that. So the first one is, I guess, about like social media and the rise of freelance photography and freelance modeling. And I think, I feel like in the past, at least from my understanding and with a personal modeling background while I was in high school, I did it for like four years or so, I know that there are a lot of brands that would hire photographers that just had experience and connections, and they would individually pick the models as the company that had the look and then instruct the photographers to create an image or a picture or a style of the photos to fit whatever that company's brand is. But now I feel like with freelance photographers, freelance models, creative directors, things like that, You can look on social media and you can see their own individual styles. You can see what they bring to the table as unique creatives. And from there, a company can decide I really like what you're doing. I would love for you to promote my product, promote my brand, whatever it is. And I'm going to trust you to be able to do it in a way that will work and that will be good because I like you for your I guess for what you already present and for how you Uh you know create art in your own way and I think it aligns with what I'm looking for for my company and how I want my company to be presented and so I think there's a lot more trust in the photographers and in whoever is in charge of creating whatever that brand is or whatever that advertisement is going to be and so would you agree with that or do you disagree or because I feel like in my opinion, that's kind of how the industry is moving a little bit, which I think is awesome. And I think that's kind of how influencers became a thing is because they'll present one thing, whether or not it's, you know, it's real is a whole other story. But I think because of the way people can present themselves online and show either authenticity or just, you know, some fabricated version of themselves, that is what draws companies in now and gives more trust to the creatives.
1: Yeah, I think that um, social media, specifically on Instagram or other image sharing platform, you know, it's turned into a portfolio, basically. I mean, if you want it to to be that, it could be also, you know, still your personal account where you take pictures of your family and dog, but (laughs) you can also use it as an art sharing platform that turns into basically a portfolio. If you have image-based art, companies are having easier access to get to these these artists or influencers or whatever you want to call them, you know, like there's, there's all different terminologies and, and things, companies can see what you personally are putting out on your page and just jump straight to the source rather than going to agencies first because as freelancers like you're getting you're getting paid directly and like you I mean you're running your own business basically clearly these artists and influencers have some, like you know they have a community or a following or or whatever you know they they're reaching out to these people that have already eyes on them that like what they're putting out so they're not really taking much of a risk at all yeah i mean that that is the way that it's shifting you know like there's less of a need to to go to these middle people that connect brands with people because brands can directly connect with advertisers or freelancers on social media apps like instagram so yeah i do agree with you with that whole shindig
0: (laughs) yeah Cool. I know. I'm really excited to see that growth. I have other friends that I know that are either photographers or I guess just influencers in their own right. And they work with companies that they love and they are at a point where they can choose who they work with. And not that, I mean, it's never a choice, but I mean, if they're relying on it financially, it's awesome to be in a place where you can choose only the brands you absolutely love and like want to support like 100% on top of being paid to support. So I think that is like a really awesome opportunity for people that want to have this creative outlet that they can use as a career. So I think that's amazing. And so also going back to the part two or the second question I had on your earlier comments was, do you feel like when it comes to inclusivity in art and in media and advertisements and things like that, do you feel like in order to, I guess, get like true change and true acceptance and like an embrace of things, which I don't think the world's ever, unfortunately, going to be perfect about and going to have full acceptance. We don't have full acceptance of anything, really. But in order to, I guess, push it and create, I guess, more of a normal notion or to normalize it, do you think we need more of, like, a radical change in media and just putting out kind of just, this is what it is, this is how it goes? And there are different companies like Aerie and things like that that have, like, no that don't do filters or don't do any Photoshop, which I think is a really awesome concept, but it's still very, like, beautiful men and beautiful women of different sizes and shapes and colors, but I feel like it's still portraying, like, this sense of, um, traditional beauty standards. Yeah, traditional beauty standards, of course, in different ways, and I guess it's not quite as narrow as before, but do you feel like to find real change in that we need like more of a radical approach would you say yes
1: um well my answer about a lot of things that involve do you think we need it to be more radical my answer is usually yes (laughs) um (laughs) yeah i do think that it should be a little bit it it, well it should be more radical i just want to say that um where i mean i know that like hot or when i say hot like sexually appealing content Traditional Western beauty standards, super touched up stuff that looks perfect, like, you know, very high quality, whatever. um, All of that stuff sells. And I get that. And companies that they want to make money, that's that's their, I mean, we live in a capitalistic society. That's everyone's pretty much every large corporation's goal, um, unfortunately. That is the reason it hasn't been very radical is because. People, these companies still are trying to, they're trying to take baby steps that are quote-unquote more diverse, but it's more in a way, it's a tasteful, it's a tasteful aspect of diversity. When you look at these brands doing, like taking little baby steps to diversify or challenge stereotypical beauty standards and such, like they're they're still tasteful. Like you look at these models with a little bit bigger bodies than super thin people, but their faces are still extremely stereotypically beautiful. They have super Western features, um, or stereotypically beautiful Western features. And they still, you know, you look at them and one would say, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they're really beautiful. And they're dipping their toes into these more diverse, Kind of um, quote unquote radical advertisements, but they really are more of like I don't even know if this is a term, and I don't know if I am the term correctly. If it could be a term, but kind of like neo diversity, um, where it's just like it's a little, it's a it step in a good direction, but it's still there. It's never like it's never like oh, let's add in like a um a fat body, the person of color who has body hair. Like, that is just way too radical for any, uh, any company or big company to to, should, to showcase um, at this point. And that's, that's a bummer um, because they don't think it will sell. And, um, you know, that's a whole other discussion. But, yeah, so I, I do think it should be... In, in terms of accurately representing people... It should be more radical, I think. it's. I still don't feel like a lot of people feel represented. You know, modeling is looked at as if someone says they model and they don't look like we all, you know, if you say, oh, they're a model, like you look like a model, like we have this idea of what it looks like. And that's that's what's the bummer. It's like. Like, shouldn't being a model just mean that you you feel comfortable and confident being uh, like photographed like instead of like looking a specific type of way where you would think that people just naturally want to photograph you like I don't know I just it's very weird like looking like if you say that you're a model and you don't fit those criteria you're not you're not taken seriously and that that's kind of bums me out because it's like okay I literally just said I'm I'm a model or a model and you didn't like. This is not a work situation at all. Like, I'm not. I'm not modeling right now. Like, who are you to say that I'm that I couldn't be a model or I'm not a model or whatever? Like, it's just it can be it. It can be super invalidating to to people who are passionate about modeling or acting or anything. And, and because we have these like specific characteristics that. We should be fitting into, um, but maybe we don't, then we're not we're not taken seriously and And that's because the representation is just not there
0: yet. Yeah, I definitely agree. And when it comes to that and being told like, oh, you can't model, you can't do this or that because you don't look a certain way or you have too many of the qualities that are, I guess, you know, too radical if you you want to call them that. And I guess another question I have for you is how do you deal with people that, I guess, are ignorant to that or don't want models to be anything more or diversified more to include people that are real and people that exist and represent, you know, real society. What would you say to someone that doesn't want I guess, to see a model that has body hair, that is of a different size, a different color, that is showing some sort of either gender fluidity or, you know, something like that is against that or doesn't understand why that representation is important.
1: If I was in a conversation with someone and they expressed their viewpoint to me that clearly stated that they weren't on board with that, I would probably first just kind of like pick at their brain a little bit and get down to the point of of why they feel that way. Um, I mean, I think that it would. It's likely just that they've internalized these, um, the status quo and standards um, so deeply that they just seriously cannot imagine things changing. And and honestly, I think that's sad. To that, you know, we can so deeply, like society can so d- deeply internalize um, these beliefs into people to the point where they like it's not even their own opinion they're just regurgitating an overall societal narrative. So yeah, I would ask some questions and and try to understand their their point and, and try to basically I would I would try to polarize what they think is acceptable and like what they think is not and then and understand why they think that way. And I think through that conversation they would under they they would come to find out through their own introspection that they actually don't even fully understand why they hold that, that belief. And like I don't want, the people, people that hold that belief, they don't want to work with me. And so I don't think that I cross paths with those people very much because they see my work and they're, you know. If they have internalized that, um, that idea that the only people that should be taken seriously in this industry are um, people who look like generic, models and, you know, directors and, and stylists and photographers and such that only want to showcase this generic modeling uh, look, then they're not going to be on board with the stuff that I'm trying to do or the stuff that anyone who's trying to break that and um, what the norm is considered now more people want to be represented more people are being represented and people that aren't jumping on that train because they're bitter and fat phobic like or racist or sexist or you know all the things that are if they're like goodbye like they're they're going to become irrelevant because people this this newer upcoming generation like we aren't taking shit like that like that's just like, you have, to, you have to put your money where your mouth is, and if big companies are not partaking in this change, or even worse, like, go explicitly saying that they're against things changing, like, we just can't support them. Like, you know, that's, there's plenty of good companies out there who are trying to actively change the way that people are being represented um, and diversifying that, and Um, But that's where you, that's where you need, those are are the artists and the companies that you need to support um, because as these companies get more money, they're able to produce more stuff with, with campaigns and stuff that, that um, represent more, more models and a diverse group of models.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think just going back to the, what I assume to be the logic behind, you know, people like the. Owner of Abercrombie, and the I think, yeah, like the CEO of Victoria's Secret, who said he'd never have a plus size model in the Victoria's Secret fashion show because they aren't who people go to the show to watch, and like things like that. And just the shift back to inclusivity and diversity, and I think appreciating people for what they are because I think also we have social media as this amazing outlet to yes, it does in ways regulate society and regulate the things we see and, you know, give us these visions that we think we want to aspire to. But at the same time, it does allow those independent artists, the independent creatives that want to represent their own cultures, their own identities to self-express in whatever way they want. It gives them that platform to do that. And I feel like it is trickling. I think it'll take time. And, you know, this is something that's centuries old and these centuries old mindsets that were starting to shift but I think the fact that the gears are turning knowing that they Mm -hmm. exist I think is the first step I'm like really excited to see how the future unfolds hopefully in our lifetimes we'll see you know bigger jumps and bigger changes but
1: there's this sense of resilience that that these marginalized people have and when you see like all of this resilience building up together and being expressed on social media, it's it's so powerful and electric, and I think that because like because people can connect with all these different people that identify the way they identify, it just creates this big fire and storm, and and, and you can get educated on it like for free because there's these activists that are willing to do free emotional labor and free education to teach all these people about. Their identities that they hold and it's so cool and so yeah I think that with that comes the shift of people saying hey you know what like I actually love this part of myself that society deems as being terrible or something I should be ashamed of like I actually am fucking amazing and I rock and it's really just the patriarchy or white supremacy and capitalism and all of that stuff that really sucks not me it's not my identities it's our social structures that really suck and I think that awareness is super empowering and the sharedness
0: of that awareness I feel like with I guess your work as a creative individual and as an artist what would you say if there is one like major goal I guess of your art if you feel like there is like a unanimous intention behind everything what is like the one goal if you can name one that you want to have with your art or like one message that you want to portray to people that stumble across it
1: I think that I mean my main goal with creating art is really to stay true to myself and put out things that align with what I truly believe in my heart and what feels right to create. So I think that my personal goal with my art is to just continue to to do what I think is right and what I'm what I'm drawn to and feel inclined to do. But with that come being really inclusive and being ethical you know with my styling like it's all it's all secondhand you know I don't buy anything new to style people so it's all super sustainable I look at the photos that I create or i take part in creating and it it just floods my brain with memories of that day shooting and and just thoughts about each person involved in it and like it, there's so many good feelings that I get from from looking at the art that I, that I do because there's so much joy that goes into it. And so, yeah, I think just staying, my number one goal is to stay true to, to myself and, and keep, keep in mind why I like doing this stuff and why I, I continue to, to create art with other people and put so much time into it. It's because it's, it's fulfilling and it's beautiful and it's, it's community, it's building community.
0: You are awesome. Oh my gosh. I I just love everything you stand for. I'm like if I could describe Emily in one word besides badass, it would be insightful. You just I love that you oh like God. know your stuff, you're eager to learn if you don't know, you know, you want to help people. You also are one of those people that gives like this free education and spreads this awareness about things that most people wouldn't Know. And so I guess it's just the last thing. Can you tell us where we can find you online? If anyone that's listening to this podcast doesn't know who you are and doesn't know about Groovy Girl, can you tell them a little bit about your social media and where they can find you? Yeah, you
1: can find me on the Instagrams. Um, my account name is, well, no one else pronounces it the way I do. I pronounce
0: it Groovy
1: Girl. Oh. Um, but it's more of like a, it, it, it's, it's, Everyone says groovy girl, so we're just gonna yeah. It's groovy coral or groovy girl. The reason I say groovy coral is because it's not a Q. It's just kind of a, it's like a joke within myself about Q's and G's. I don't know. I always mix them up, so <laughs> um, I use the Q. So yeah, it's um, but it's spelled groovy G R O O V Y and then girl or coral, but it's spelled Q U R L so g-r-o-o-b-y-q-u-r-l so that is yeah that's the main um social media platform that i use um i did just make a twitter but i literally have no idea how to use it but it's the same as my instagram handle and at some point hopefully in the near future i will be starting to put out with my friend We want to start putting out videos um and we've talked about podcasting as well um but we got a nice camera and we don't have podcasting microphones, so we're probably going to start with at least just video. And so that would likely be uploaded to YouTube and I I think we'll be using the same handle that I use on Instagram for that. I'll keep people updated and announce that on my Instagram page, but that is to to be uh, TBA, to be announced, which is really exciting. And I'm, I'm excited to like venture off into a new um, medium with more like film stuff because I'm ready to I'm ready to expand my skills, you know, over to like
0: videography. Yeah, and I'm for having sure. fun with the photography,
1: but I wanna I wanna try something a little bit different in addition to the photography.
0: Nice, that's awesome. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see what else you create and come up with, and the people you get to share that with. It's so awesome. And it's amazing that you can like build those connections too. So thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's so awesome to hear more about just like what you're doing and what you've been up to. And so I really appreciate it. Oh my
1: God. Thank you for asking me to be on It's So sweet of you. Like I am so, I'm so excited that you started a podcast and you know, I just love you so much. And I'm just so happy for you that you're, you're getting into that realm and
0: yeah well thank you again so much for coming on to the podcast i hope you guys all liked listening to my interview with emily if you guys are interested in hearing more podcast episodes or learning more about mindful creatives which is my brand that i've built you can go to mindful-creatives.com or check us out on instagram at mindful.creatives thank you guys so much for listening in i really hope you guys like this interview today Sorry again that it's been a little late with all the virus insanity. Um, Life's gotten a little crazy. But thank you guys for listening in, and I will be back soon. Bye.